0: Tonight, I want to talk to you about hearing the voice of God. And and I was tempted to cut out a lot of stuff because of uh, the time frame, but I feel like the Lord's going to give me enough grace to get you out of here on time. And I didn't want to leave anything out because um, by far, as pastors, this is probably the number one question that we get asked to us, is how do I hear the voice of God? And, and, uh, and, And we also get some other questions that go along with that. Like, well, how do I know if it's God's voice or my voice or the pizza that I had last night? I'm getting some feedback. I'm not sure if you all are hearing, getting a lot of feedback. Um, Is it a loud booming voice? Is it a quiet whisper? Does God speak through other people for me? Uh, I've gotten this personally. Yeah, Rob, I hear you say God said to me or, you know, God told me, meaning me. God never tells me anything. Um, I've gotten this, too. Why would God want to speak to me? I've prayed and I've prayed and got no answer. So you can understand the frustration that that people are in. and, and, And sometimes I'm that way, too. Lord, I need an answer and there is no answer. And so I want to help you tonight and take you on a little journey. But before we go on a journey, I want to let you know what the premise of tonight is. In fact, it's in Proverbs 133, and it's on your handout. But all who listen to me will live in peace. I'm getting a lot of feedback. Is there anybody in the sound booth? What does it say? All that listen to me will live in peace. In fact, there's going to be some times through the night that I'm going to give you the thumbs up. And when I do the thumbs up, that means you say all. So we're going to try it. You ready? One, two, three. Uh, That was pretty good. We're going to try that again. Ready? Oh. Y'all ready? So the key word tonight is all. What better way to live in peace than to see, hearing God's voice in action. In Acts chapter 16, uh, the apostle Paul gives us some details as to how God spoke to him in a very miraculous way. Let me give you some, some info and some insight. God was, I mean, excuse me, Paul took a journey, his first missionary journey, and went to basically Asia. Everybody say Asia. Got it? That's important to know. He goes to Asia and some very good things were happening. He uh, planted some churches. Church plants are great. Amen. So he does that. And uh, so anyway, he comes home for a little r and R. A A few months go by and he says, Silas and Timothy, he says, guys, what do you think if we take a second trip to Asia? Everybody say Asia. Hey, man. I'm on tap to go with you. Paul says, yeah, I think we need to go back. We need to just check on the churches, see how they're doing, right? Wouldn't that be a good thing for a, a, a guy who's church planning just to check up on them, encourage them, see what, what they're doing, if they're having any problems. Let's stay a while. And you know, I think while we're there, once we leave there, I think there's another region that needs some church plant. Y'all, y'all are okay with that? Absolutely. We're ready to go. So here we are, we pick up in verse 6. Remember we said Asia, right? Acts chapter 16 and verse 6. They pass through Phrygian in Galatian region, having been forbidden by whom? The Holy Spirit to speak the word where? So they're, they're ready to go. They've got their bags packed. They've got their uh, iPhone app. They're ready to go. They downloaded HellTales.com as well as Delta you know, app you know to check in. Everything is set to go. They're on their way, and all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit forbids them to go to Asia. Next thing we know, after they came to Messiah, they were trying, remember, they're trying to get to Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus did not permit them so they're trying to get to that region that they wanted to do some some church plants, and it says the spirit of Jesus did not permit them. And passing by Mia, they came to Troas. So you get the the picture here. Two times, God spoke and said, "No, don't go the don't go to Asia, and don't go over here to do some church plants." Okay. So Paul is in Troas. A vision appeared to Paul. Everybody say vision. Appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and appealing to him, saying, Come over to us in Macedonia and help us. Verse 10. When he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding, <laughs> pretty interesting, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them instead of going to Asia and instead of going over here, right? So you get the picture. They were st- trying to get to Asia, trying to go do some church plants, God spoke to him literally three times, once in a vision and twice through the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Jesus. Paul had a plan, but God had another plan. Can I tell you what happened because of that incident? I didn't know this until today when I was studying for this. Because of Paul and his guys hearing the voice of God and obeying, they wound up converting a lady by the name of Lydia. They delivered a fortune teller of a demonic spirit. Paul and Silas's miraculous breakout of the prison, you, you've heard of that story, right? Conversion of the jailer in his entire home. Paul did wind up planting some churches in three cities. Catch this, Philippi, Thessalonica, and Corinth. Because of Paul hearing the voice of God, we have five of the epistles written. Philippi, Philippians. Thessalonica, Thessalonians. Corinth, we have Corinthians because of him hearing the voice of God. Isn't that amazing? That is really, really cool. But here's the kicker. Theologians say, well, you know, not long after that was when God stopped speaking to people. And to me, that's insane. Why would an all-present God, all-knowing God, all of a sudden get laryngitis? It makes no sense to me. But I want to let you know that God is still in the speaking business. But sometimes we... Uh, get a little discouraged, we get a little frustrated because we don't really know how to hear the voice of God. And so what I want to do tonight is help you along that way because I know this. The worst marital problem is but one word hearing from the Lord to change it. Somebody who's dealing with sickness is one word away from hearing from God and getting complete miraculous healing. Do y'all believe that? And so tonight in your notes, I want to take you on a very uh, kind of a quick two-part journey on how you and I can hear uh, from God and recognize his voice. Number one, the first part is this. Hearing God is not something you do. It's something you are. So here's your first blank. Are you ready? Number one, who are you? Well, we got to recognize that you are a sheep. That first blank is sheep. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a sheep. Now turn to the other neighbor and say, you smell like one too. Look what it says in John 10, 1 through 4. It says, truly, truly, I say to you, he who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, he is a thief and a robber, but he who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep, what? Hear his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts forth all his own, he goes ahead of them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. Look what uh, Jesus says in John ten eleven. in verse 11, he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. But here's where it gets interesting. In verse 16, Jesus says, Now we gotta, we, you gotta, you gotta um, understand, He's speaking to Jewish people. Do we have any Jewish people in here? Raise your hand if you're Jewish. Okay. That's important. He says, Jesus says, He's talking to Jewish people. He says, I have other sheep which are not of this fold he's talking about me and you as Gentiles. He's not talking about the Jewish people. He's saying, I have some other sheep. I must bring them also, and they will hear my voice. So right here, we are told that as Gentiles, we have the privilege of hearing his voice. It's not just for a select few. Amen? So as a Gentile, Jesus says, you can hear my voice. It's not for, as I said, for the select few. It's for you're doing good. So let me ask you a question in in these verses. Is Jesus the shepherd? Okay. Are you following him? Then you're a sheep. What do sheep do? They hear his voice. As a sheep in God's kingdom, I want to just let you know three things real quick. You're born with the ability to hear God. You see, our natural birth, we were all given the ability to hear, to communicate, correct? Would you agree with that? But when we received our spiritual birth, when we were all born again, when we gave our heart to Jesus Christ, we now were we were able to communicate... Spiritually. So I just want you to understand that. You were created in God's image. And our God is a communicative God. He spoke things into existence. He spoke. See, God created us differently than animals, right? How many of you have a uh, dog at home? A lot of you have a dog. I want you to do this challenge for me just to show you that they're not created like us. When you go home tonight and that little fluffy thing comes up in your lap. I just want you to go. You're the ugliest, ugliest dog I've ever seen. He's just going to wag his tail like nothing. He's just happy to see you. As far as dogs go, I was thinking about this. Why do dogs bark at night? All night long, woof, 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 What do you do at 3 o'clock in the morning? You open the door and shut up, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. What does he go, my bad, I'm sorry, it's 3 o'clock? No. No. Soon as you close the door, woof. It's like we, we're created differently than animals. Amen. We were created to communicate. We were—it's—it's it's innate. It's within us for us to have communion, to be able to communicate, to hear His voice. Amen. Second thing I want you to understand about, about hearing God's voice and you're a sheep, is that it's a learning process about hearing God's voice. It's a learning process. Uh, For example, a a small child, um, they have to learn some things, right? And you have to teach them, right? Uh, Sometimes they will do um, some strange things, but you have to teach them. My little uh, Stella, (laughs) four-year-old granddaughter, I love her. She has trouble pronouncing the word three. So the other day, I'm like, Stella, repeat after Pop, three, three. No, Stella, it's three, Pop, it's three. So, you know, her brilliant parents and Michelle and I, we, we're, we're, We're trying to master that word three. So it's our job to teach, right? And so she's in a learning stage. One day she's going to get it. Amen. By the way, those of you that live like in the Brobridge area and, and the way you say three might be three. We've been trying to teach you for many, many years and you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Right, Pastor Brandon? I'm going to get it tomorrow. <laughs> Hearing God is the second half of, of going to God in prayer. It's not just giving Him your little to-do list and, and, and things for Him, but part of what you do, you know, what we're designed to do is to commune and to hear His voice. And I want you to know that as a sheep, you've been grafted in as a Gentile. That it's not just for the Jews. Amen. The third thing I want to let you know about being a sheep, it's a it's a um, a maturity process as well. Again, going back to children, uh, sometimes children will do the darndest things like go up to. a, A lady who's in age, I'll put it that way. How old are you? Another one that they do, I've heard this one how much do you weigh and you just want to run over but it's like slow motion to grab them and put your hand you know you get you have, again it's about maturity um i've heard of a uh gentleman who uh his business was um just going down the toilet and was losing money and didn't know what to do and so he's like okay um i'll do what everybody else does he opens up his bible he closes his eyes and he points <laughs> He looks down and it says, chapter 13. (laughs) They're a little slow tonight, Pastor Brandon. (laughs) Anyway, it it involves maturity. How many of you know that when it comes to hearing God's voice, it's not only a learning process, but it's about maturing, not, not trying to get or, or force anything from God to happen in your life, there's some maturity. You've got to do it. It can't be just an on-off switch. Well, God didn't give me an answer tonight, so I'm done with trying to hear from God. No, no, no. He wants us to mature and not point the finger in His Word. Amen? Y'all got it? Second thing we want to do, uh, that, that you are. we've got to recognize that you're a friend. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're a friend. But you still smell like a sheep. There are two types of friends. Let me, let me give you this example. Let's say that you're in the hospital, and um, you've asked me to come visit you. And I go, let's say at Lourdes, they have a beautiful lobby area. Let's say I bring you some books to read, because you're going to be in there for a week or so. And I drop the books off on the bottom floor in the lobby and walk away. Okay, let's check this friend out. Let's say that uh, you're in the hospital and I go see you in the morning for about an hour. I go back at night. I do bring you some, some, some books. Uh, I check on you for about three straight days. I might go back the fourth day and check on you and pray for you and uh, lift you up in prayer here in church and all of that. How many of you? Oh, also in sneak you some fast food. How many of you have ever snuck in fast food to somebody? Oh, you're in trouble. How many of you would rather that kind of friend as opposed to me just putting a book and saying, oh, well, I hope he gets it? You see, God is a friend. And he's not going to just throw his Bible and say, I-, I hope you get it, and walk away. He wants to develop a relationship with you. In John fifteen fifteen, it says this, no longer do I call you slaves, for the slave does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends for all the things that I have heard from my father I have made known to you. Does that sound like somebody that he wants to get friendly with and speak to? I think it does. You know, the main reason that people want to hear the voice of God is they have a big decision in life. It could be a home to purchase. It could be a mate uh, that maybe they're considering maybe a purchase of a vehicle, something pretty big, right? You want to know what God's main reason for speaking to us? Because He loves us. And He considers us a friend. The Holy Spirit is indeed the voice of Jesus. And just like in what happened to Paul, The Holy Spirit would like to speak to us. There was a big church in a metropolitan city in our country that was of a particular denomination. And the pastor got filled with the Holy Spirit, which was something new to the congregation. And so he started moving in the gifts of the Spirit, not, not heavy, not, not anything crazy and ludicrous and, and all of that. But when the denomination headquarters found out about it, they assembled a team of four pastors from his city, senior pastors of the denomination that they were, and said, you need to go and speak to this pastor and basically do that to him. They grilled this pastor for uh, four solid hours. And when they got to the end, they said, okay, we're going to conclude this meeting because we're not really getting anywhere. Do you believe that God still speaks to the people today? And he says, oh, absolutely, because he's spoken to me. And they came back and says, we disagree. We don't believe it as our denomination. And so they're about to break up and go their separate ways. He goes, hold on. He says, you've been grilling me for four hours. Can I grill you with just one question? He says, all four of you were called into ministry as pastors, right? Yes, we were. Who called you? Uh, God, how did he call you? They had to admit that God spoke to them to be called into ministry. Let me tell you. God is still speaking to His people. He even speaks to the one who betrayed Him. Look what it says. I love this. In Matthew 26, 48 through 50, Now He who was betraying Him gave them a sign saying, Whomever I kiss, He's the one. Sees Him. Immediately Judas went to Jesus and said, Hail, Rabbi, and kissed Him. And Jesus said to him, Friend, Do what you have come for. How far is Jesus willing to go for you and I? Amen. That he still called Judas friend. God wants to speak to us in a powerful way. Number three, recognize that you are important. Thumb up. Ephesians 1, 11-14 says this, It's in Christ that we've found out who we are and what we're living for. Long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up, He had His eye on us. He even had some designs on us for glorious living. Verse 12, part of the overall purpose is He is working out in everything and everyone. It's in Christ that you, once you heard the truth and believed it, this message of your salvation, found yourselves home free, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Holy Spirit. This signet from God is the first installment of what's coming. A reminder that we'll get everything God has planned for us, a praising and glorious life. My friends, have confidence that you are important to God and you mean everything to him. A lot of people say, I don't think I can hear God's voice because I don't have self-worth. I've heard that time and time and time again. If you have something to write with, I came across a quote late this afternoon, and it is worth writing down. God thinks of me as important not because of what I do for him, but because of who I am to him. I'll say that again. God thinks of me as important not because of what I do for him, but because of who I am to him. Chew on that for a little while and see if you're... Spirit rings true with that. Not only are you a sheep, not only are you a friend, but you're important. God thinks of me as important, not because of what I do for Him, but because of who I am to Him. He places value upon you. Amen? So the first part of hearing From God is not something you do, it's something you are. The second part is this. Hearing God is not automatic, it's something you have a part in, okay? God has a part and you have a part. What's your first part? Number one, here's your next blank. You want to consider your motives, okay? You want to honestly reflect on what you're doing, Am I sincerely seeking God, looking for divine wisdom, and to hear His voice? Or is it from a selfish standpoint? Comprom? Number two, not only consider your motives, but you want want to make your goal, that's your next blank, more than just hearing from God. Look what it says in uh, Philippians 3. Friends, don't, give me, don't get me wrong. By no means do I count myself an expert in all of this, but I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning us onward to Jesus. I'm off and running and I'm not turning back. So he's he's got his eyes fixed on the goal, right? So let's keep focused on that goal, those of us who want everything God has for us. While it's important to hear from a God, that should not be our ultimate ultimate uh, thing that we're after is just to hear God's voice. It's actually too mature. By the way, the, the, the purpose of a church is to disciple the saints. Amen. Would you agree with that? If, 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 if a church is all it's doing is just preaching the word of God and there's no discipleship, no life groups, no Avenue for you to serve in. That's a dead church. They're not doing the commission of what Jesus wants to do what the, he wants the church to do. And so he wants us to mature. So don't just get hung up. I got to hear from God. I got to hear from God. No, he wants you to mature in other areas as well. Amen. Number three, don't try to force God to tell you something. (laughs) Okay, God, I'm single. You know where this is going. I need a mate. Let's see. Today is September 27. I give you 30 days, Lord find him is he in the coffee shop is he an usher hmm where is he lord oh it's not this sunday all right next sunday where is he lord you got 21 days you can't put a time limit on god on god's timing amen Um, and, and so just wanted to mention that to you, uh, number four, and and this is where it gets a little practical. And and this is, again, I was going to cut a lot of this out, but I'm like, no, I can't. I need this much as you do. We want to recognize that God communicates to us via spirit, big S to spirit, meaning God's spirit to our spirit. Amen. It's not brain to brain or mouth to ear like we do in the physical realm. But the Lord speaks to our spirit man, just like what happened to Paul. Paul had his plan. He was gone. He was going back to Asia. And it says the Holy Spirit, number one, forbade him to go. And then it says the spirit of the Lord. Diverted him away and then he had a vision. And so. Did that come in, in an email? Was it an invitation that he got in the mail? No, it was through his spirit. But God spoke it through the Holy Spirit to his spirit. Just want to let you know that this, your spirit man will actually, uh, when God speaks to your spirit man, the way you receive it sometimes is a thought when God speaks to you. I've never received an audible voice. Maybe you have. I've never received an audible voice. For me, a lot of times, it's a thought that might come in my head that I know it's not me, Lord. It's got to be you. Amen. It could be through worship. It could be through, um, I'll tell you, it, it happened tonight. You know that song, um, Swing Wide You, Heavenly Gates? I got the picture, I literally did, Pastor Brandon, of those brown doors literally flying open for those men coming in. And I got a picture of seeing them through those gates being slung open. Now, that's all God gave me, but I, I got a picture of it through a word on a screen, through through a, a voice, through a, a song, through worship. So we, we don't want to discount those things. God actually is speaking to us even right now as we listen. Would you believe that? It might be through angels. It might be through a vision. It could be through a ge- dream. It could be through miraculous events. Maybe it could be through a sermon. You Sometimes I'm sitting there... Um, and and sometimes, you know, Pastor Todd will be preaching <clears throat> and I'm taking notes and, and he'll read something or say a word and all of a sudden it triggers something in my brain. I'm just telling you transparent of, of sometimes I can get really goofy sitting there on the second pew. And next thing I know, I, I might be getting a thought for a message to preach or maybe that I need that for personal growth. OK, so it could come through a sermon, it could come through a CD, or worship it could come through a. Uh, maybe a, a, a word that you might hear on TV. Again, I said through a thought. It could be through a picture. Maybe um, a lot of times I will be praying for someone and the Lord will give me a, 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 a picture for them. A, a thought. Is it an audible voice? No. But it's just simply a thought. It, any, God can use anything. He used a donkey. Please. Can I get an amen? Amen. Sometimes. Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever been compelled to help someone in need, like maybe a neighbor, like go change a tire or maybe bring them a meal? Come on, let let me see your hand. Help somebody that's in need. Maybe it was God's voice telling you to go do it and you didn't even realize God was speaking to you. We have put God in a box thinking it's got to be audible, light shining, like these LED lights. By the way, it's hot up here. <laughs> Anybody have any suntan lotion? Anyway, God can speak to us in, in ways sometimes that are just, we, we think it's, well, okay. No, God speak to us in, in our way, what we um, our intellect or maybe the way we receive things. He might not speak to you as a picture that He does for me. Amen? He'll speak to you in a a different way. Maybe He'll speak to you through someone. That's happened to me before. God has spoken to someone to give me a word. I've actually gotten a word for somebody and and said, Hey, man, I, I believe the Lord's given me this for you. Okay? You got that? But let me tell you something else. Satan can speak to us too. And so we've got to be able and be ready To put the brakes on. He'll say, oh, it's not going to work out. You can't find a mate. You don't deserve that home. Give up on your dream. He is a liar. Capital L, capital I, capital A, capital R. Amen. You got to be able to talk back to him. Get, get, get thee behind me, Satan. Let me tell you what God will speak to you. It's going to line up. It's going to line up. It's going to line up with his word, with his character, with what he's told you before. Maybe it's going to line up with a life experience, maybe with a circumstance. But it's going to line up with the biblical principles that he has set forth for each of us. Satan is going to be the opposite. I just wanted you to get that picture. Number five. Are we on track, Doug? Number five, you want to value his voice. We're going to, we're going to kind of um, close it up here. You have to value his voice. Now, the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord before Eli, and word from the Lord was rare. Circle that word, rare, in those days. Visions were infrequent. Now, you might think, well, that rare means, um, Limited supply. That's not what that word in Hebrew means. It literally means valuable. Okay, we've got to approach God's word as and hearing his voice. And value, put some value on that time that we have with him. Amen. So how do you do that? Well, number one, set an appointment. Why is it that we set appointments with people we don't even like? But yet we can't make some time. To hear his voice. Amen. Um, I had a gentleman one time ask me um, to go to breakfast. And I had to refuse him. And he says, well, why? And I said, well, that's my time with the Lord. He says, well, you can't do it later. I said, no, I've 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 made an appointment. It's my time. Don't mess up my time, (laughs) because let me tell you, if I don't Do it then. I may not do it. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Can I? And so we wound up having lunch. And so he was kind of like, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to give up my 30, 45 minutes with the Lord in the morning. I love you, brother. I love you. I love you. And you know what? He valued that, that nugget. But I had to learn it from somebody else. Amen. You know, someone once told me that um, if you go to a concert, when does the violinist tune their violin? After the concert or before? I'm going to be with the Lord early in the morning, amen, before my day gets going. Just a nugget, just a nugget. So you want to set a date, maybe a specific time. Rob, I don't have the time. Well, all I can say is set an appointment, set an appointment, set an appointment. We will set appointments for those things that we love. How many golfers do we have in the house? How many hunters do we have? Pastor is like, mm, I'm, I'm. shoppers, where are you, shoppers? Blue light special, come on. We will set time for that. You get the point. I better move on. Number two, be still and worship. <clears throat> Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Do You know that being still. So, so let's say you've set your appointment and, and then you're ready to be still. We can't be still. What's wrong with you people? I'm talking about me. I want to grab my phone, check, you know, Fox News, what's going on with Trump? What's going on with this? The weather. I can't be still. It's the hardest thing for most people to do when it comes to hearing God's voice is just simply to be still. Very, very difficult. Number three, you want to pray and read. Obviously, uh, Jesus says in Mark 135, now in the morning, remember, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Great example. When, When did Jesus go? Did he wait till his day was over? No. He tuned his violin before his day got started. Amen. And so not only do you want to set an appointment, and, and be still and, and silent and 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 enjoy that peaceful time. But you want to pray and read. Are you ready? I'm about to tell you how to pray and how to read. Take notes. You ready? It, this is going to blow you away. It is going to help every one of us. Pastor Brandon, we will have no more counseling because of what I'm about to tell these people. Amen for that. Come on. All right, you ready? <clears throat> this is how, <clears throat> this is what you need to pray. You ready? Whatever is on your mind. If you're heavy, maybe you had a stressful day at work because you just want to take a firecracker and put it in your boss's mouth because they won't treat you nice. You know what I'm saying? A little stressful. Well, why don't you pray about that situation? Because it's currently on your heart. Amen. So pray about what's what's there, what's current. I'm not discounting to ask for other things, but I think that's important so that you're not starting your day off stressful. Okay. Second question. What do you read? You ready? I'm gonna tell you chapter and verse. Anybody has a, a, a Bible that I can, real quick, a, a Bible. We're a church, man. We're supposed to have Bibles. I need that Bible. I, I want to find it for you. All right, you ready? You ready? Here we go. Everything on the inside. We know what it says on the outside. Holy Bible, copyright, 19, whatever. Everything on the inside don't do this. Let me tell you, you can do the soap method. I wish I had another Wednesday brother, brother Brandon, but I I, I would do the soap method. It changed my life. Google soap method of reading the Bible. Not right now. Don't do it. When you get home. Amen. Soap. uh, S O A P. You know how to spell soap. Why am I spelling soap for you? S O A P. Soap. Ready? Can we all of us can do soap. It will change the way. Take one chapter, take one, uh, Take one. Um, what am I thinking? I can't even think. Um, a book of the Bible, there we go. A book of the Bible, like Philippians, there's only four chapters. You start out with chapter one, and that day, boom, that's all you read. And you do the soap method. You say, Lord, show me one thing that's going to jump off the page, and the soap method, uh, when you Google it, it'll tell you what to do. You can journal. But anyway, uh, pray and read. Amen? Spend time. Spend time. Number four, and we're going to close it here, listen and write. First Chronicles twenty eight nineteen says, All this, said David, the Lord made me understand in writing by His hand upon me all the details of this pattern. The Lord told him to write. Habakkuk 2, 2 says, Then the Lord answered me and said, Record the vision and inscribe it on tablets. No, in other words, the soap method could be that. Maybe you like to journal. I recommend that you journal. There's a pastor. He is uh, <clears throat> uh, Pastor Brandon Will- Willow Creek in uh, Chicago. Bill Hybels. Uh, there's an interview that he gave about, and, and I think it's worth, are y'all okay at seven 55? He, he did an interview of a man that got changed radically. He, um, <clears throat> a man said, Hey, um, I need to talk to you. Pastor Hybels. He's got a phenomenal church. Pastor Brandon has actually been to a conference there years ago and he went to a Chicago Bulls game. Oh, the Hornets were playing. Anyway, I'm in trouble tomorrow. I am in trouble anyway. So... <laughs> But anyway, he's, he, he, uh, they interviewed Pastor Bill and he's talking about this man who was, uh, a very powerful executive in Chicago, uh, way up the ladder, probably making three, four hundred thousand dollars a year. And, um, he came to, uh, uh, Pastor Bill one day after service and he says, we need to talk. And so he, he tells Pastor Bill, he says, uh, something's going on. I just feel like I'm just supposed to give all of that up and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And, you know, Pastor Bill's like, don't give up your job. He goes, I'm telling you, I'm supposed to give up my job. And so, <clears throat> you know, is there something I can do at your church? I, I don't really know too much about it. He had just started attending. He says, well, we were, and this was when Pastor Bill's church was, uh, he, he didn't have any paid staff. He says, you know what, this is what I would do. He says, I would go home, get you a quiet place, maybe on your back porch, and begin reading and listening to what the Lord would like for you to do with your life since you want to give up this high paying job. So he started doing that anyway. He started working for Pastor Bill uh, around the church, got very involved, was leading life groups and um, went to uh, Pastor Bill one day. And he says, I-, I feel like the Lord's taking me to the next step. I got a buddy of mine who wants to open up a church in Chicago and I feel led to go help him. Pastor Bill's like, Go. And he says, well, well, tell me how God is telling you all this. He says, in my rocking chair. On my back patio. So they moved and they uh, take the rocking chair with him to Colorado. He helps a buddy of his get started in, in the church. And he, he's kind of like the, an armor bearer uh, for this guy. And he was helping him. But he spent time with the Lord in his rocking chair. Months go by. He gets cancer and passes away. And so Pastor Bill, knowing about the rocking chair, said to his wife, he said, uh, what are you going to do with that rocking chair? We're keeping it and we will pass it down from generation to generation because our family got transformed and radically delivered because of my husband sitting in a rocking chair on the back, pa- uh, back porch. Amen. 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 Let me tell you, the greatest joy in your walk is hearing from God. My greatest memories are not what God has done for me, but what God has spoken to me. And and, and tonight, it it was more of like a teaching. But my goal tonight was to stir up your faith a little bit. Remember? Remember? Or you got to do it better. We all can hear the voice of God. It's not just for the pastoral team. It's not just for people in leadership in church. We all can enjoy the voice of God. The reason, you know, the reason why uh, I I do handouts is because I learn better when I have them. And, 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 and 10 times out of 10, no matter who preaches, when I get home, I've forgotten the message. I don't want you to forget this message because I know, I know that God wants to speak to you like he's done to so many people. It is with it. it, it how did I get this message tonight? <clears throat> it, it, it came via the Holy Spirit. If you were here last uh, Wednesday, right? That word was now. Okay. How did that word? It came through my devotional time in the morning. And when I got to that word now, I, as I said last Wednesday, I had to stop in my tracks. It was one of those, it wasn't audible, but it was major. And when I said yesterday, Lord, what do you want me to preach on? I want them to know my voice. And so I want you to take this handout home and marinate on it, okay? I want you to think about it. Look at the scriptures. Understanding that, that you are a sheep. You're important. You're a friend to God. He wants to communicate. You were built. You were built to be able to communicate and hear from God. He's not up there going, No. His Spirit has been released on all mankind. And what happened 2,000 years ago in the upper room is still happening today. Amen? I know this. When you walk by the Spirit, you speak by the Spirit, you can also hear by the Spirit. Amen? Especially, God gave me this today. Here's another uh, uh, way that God spoke to me today. During... uh, teacher prayer time. I didn't tell the teachers this, but you know what our name is? It's no longer USA, United States of America. It's divided States of America. I don't want that to happen to our nation, but that's what it's becoming. And I'm on a little rant right here, but you know what? We need to get back to the basics and get our Bible and we need to hear the voice of God. Because the voice of God will give you that direction. He'll let you know about a job that maybe if you take, that company might close in six months. Whereas if you didn't hear the voice of God, you would take it and you'd be out of a job in six months. How many of you would like to hear the voice of God? Amen. Stand with me. Did you enjoy the teaching tonight? I did. Because I need this as well. Amen. Listen, I just want to pray over you as we uh, leave tonight. It's a little late, but I know this. Take that, take that uh, handout home and, and literally get with it uh, tonight, tomorrow. Do the practical steps. Set an appointment. Maybe tomorrow might be your first appointment. Set some time and just be still and listen. There's a pastor who um, I'll leave with this story. I got another story. But there was a gentleman, a very well-respected gentleman in this pastor's congregation, very high up in leadership, been there years and years and years and years, life group leader. The men loved him. He was on, uh, he wasn't on the pastoral team, but he kind of was, you know, one of those kind of guys. And one day after service, he says, pastor, can we have lunch? So they set an appointment and they went and had lunch the following week. He said, Pastor, I hear all the time that you say from the pulpit, God spoke to me. God said this, like I was telling you earlier. And he said, I don't hear from God. How can I do it? And so he gave him some some steps, some practical things. and, And so he said, you know what? When you get along with God, get yourself something to write with. And whatever thought comes your way, write it down don't wait for that. Ah, the Lord is speaking kind of moment. Just write it down. And he said, all of a sudden, about six months later, the guy came back to the pastor and said, pastor, I want to let you know something. That lunch changed my life. He said, God won't be quiet. He just keeps talking and talking. And so anyway, I just wanted you to get that picture that If you've got big decisions in your life or you just want to hear the voice of God because God will not only use it for you but he'll speak to you to be able to use it to other people. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for our time tonight that Lord, we will put into practice what we've learned tonight. And I pray, I pray that your voice will be heard Not only amongst these that are here tonight, but maybe through their spouse, maybe through their children, maybe through their grandchildren, that what they are learning and what God you're going to teach them, I pray and I thank you, Lord, that lives are going to be touched and transformed because, Lord, we are now in tune to you, hearing the true voice of God. It's in your precious and holy name that we pray and everybody said, amen, amen.